Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shit I Don't Like with Ray and Friends. Today, I have a good friend and co-worker of mine, Salpy, on the show. And we're going to discuss, you know, something that's been in the news recently. Obviously, I hope everyone dislikes this. If you don't, you're a weirdo and a creep. But (laughs) we're going to talk about the Harvey Weinstein accusations, handling of the issue in the media. And, you know... Why has this taken so long for this man to basically reap any sort of consequences from what he's been doing? It seems like he's been harassing women for decades, and it seems like it was not a secret that people knew. Just, in my opinion, I don't think people cared. And that's, to me, two different issues. Not knowing about sexual harassment and not caring are two different things and require two different solutions. So, Salpi, what are your take? Uh, what's your take on the whole thing? What do you feel? I feel like it's, uh, well, first of all, it's not surprising. Um, second, it's, it's, uh, it's just shocking how long it took for this to come out because it's been sort of a open secret. Yeah, even Salpy, we were finding these old clips. She sent me this clip of on 30 Rock. Um, they're making jokes about it on 30 Rock. I think Seth MacFarlane was joking about it when he hosted one of those award shows. So it's not like people didn't know about this. So I'm sort of confused as to why all of a sudden now it's come out especially when there's stories about how journalists had discovered this, you know, years ago and their stories were suppressed. And now I guess it's the right time for it to come out. Um, You also shared a link with me earlier today that basically said the same thing that, you know, we tell women to speak up, stand up for yourself, but who cares about standing up if there's no one there to listen all these women in the past did stand up you know they complained to someone else and they were told oh you know that's just the way it is or I had to go through the same thing sometimes they're told by other women oh you know I had to do the same thing I had to deal with it just get over it sort of re-explanations and Mm so we can't be telling women to speak up or even that to speak up or stand up for yourself of when they do nothing happens there's no consequences Mm -hmm. and it said the article said like women have to wait for basically a perfect storm it has to be the right time you know politically or economically or in cultural context everything has to align for their accuser to be taken down basically it's not just oh stand up you say it and it happens that wasn't the case here people were standing up they said it but there was no consequences and a lot of times it's a problem with men in power too um there one of um, the articles around the outline um titled no justice uh what is it called no justice for bad men yeah talked about some of the cases in the past where we see men like Bill Cosby is a perfect example of that, where, you know, he he wasn't trialed, you know, until he was old and decrepit. Yeah. And, 
after almost 60 women yeah. came forward. And then you have people like Woody Allen and yeah. Roman Polanski. And- yeah, and they still don't really have to answer for their crimes or even alleged crimes, if you want to say that. But You have the, the Affleck brothers, <laughs> yeah. Casey. And- it's like they're scapegoating this one dude, which, I mean, like I when I say scapegoat, it's like he's a victim. He deserves stuff. But it's sort of these Hollywood bros can be like, oh, yeah, we got rid of this one asshole. It's good now. Let's, like... I don't know. Go do some shots. I don't. I don't know how Hollywood bros talk. <laughs> That's how I imagine and they, they talk. And they brush. They brush these cases and these women aside too. Not just women, but any victim of sexual assault. You know, Casey Affleck got an Oscar, and yeah. Bill O'Reilly got twenty-five million dollars. Exactly. So, I yeah. So to me, that's interesting because. So many people are just get away with it. This is sort of the first time I've seen on the major scale where, you know, they're taking away his membership in the Academy. I even read they're going to go through all the archives of all the movies he's made and remove his name, which I don't know. It's cool, but maybe you should have just like done something 20 years ago and the first person said something. But um, you were telling me about this art installation in Hollywood that they removed that was in connection to the case. So what happened with that? This artist named Erica Rothenberg and it was called The Road to Hollywood and it was this mosaic that went through the center and ended at a large sculpture of a couch overlooking Hollywood and in light of all the Harvey Weinstein accusations, they removed it. And I feel like that just further amplifies the fact that, you know, this, that art installation has been there for years. And oh, yeah. it said the road to Hollywood, how we all got here. <laughs> and, you know, removing it is just, you know, it just further proves that point that. So why do you think they removed it? Because it offends people? Yeah, it offends people. But like you were saying, like, this the has truth, always been yeah. a problem and it's the not going to make it go away. People. You know, scrubbing Harvey Weinstein's name from movie credits and removing him from the Academy doesn't remove the problem yeah that's the problem that people don't really seem to care that this is an issue it's not um this has been going on even with the me too hashtag that's been trending i like that that's cool you're giving a voice but i don't think the problem is people don't know i was saying i remember in eighth grade that i was taught that one in three women in their lifetime would be a victim of a sexual assault and i would thought you know that sounds pretty ridiculous one in three that's a lot of people and i just you know being in eighth grade i didn't think that that was factual but then fast forward a few years later when i was 15 and I was standing at a bus stop and this man drove up to me and asked, you know, where are you going to? I'll give you a ride. I said, no. He drove away. He made a circle around the block, came back around the corner, tried to talk to me again. I just ignored him. He got out of the car, grabbed me and tried to pull me into his car. The only reason that I escaped is because some random lady happened to be walking down the street and they're basically playing a tug of war with me and me and her force. The two of us together were able to fight him off and he just got in the car and drove away. 
and you know I was 15 I looked like I was probably 12 I didn't look old and that's another thing um we were reading Maim uh Bialik I don't know how to say her name (laughs) whatever Blossom that's what I I used to love Blossom that's that's what I'll call her but Blossom was basically like uh you know women should keep their sexuality to themselves and I dress modestly and because I'm not that cute um I have been protected from harassment but I don't know she said she didn't mean things the way she she was I guess misinterpreted and um she has said they were taken out of context I read the entire article I didn't think it was taken out of context but I want to set the record clear. Pretty people aren't the only people getting raped and assaulted. It has nothing to do with being pretty. It has nothing to do with what you're wearing. When I got almost kidnapped at a bus stop, I was wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. You were a child. Yeah, I was a child. Had Converse and braces. Like, I was not looking (laughs) appealing at all. (laughs) Well, we have this, like, we have a culture of victim blaming, too. And it, and it applies to so many different things. Like, if you see a homeless person, you're like, why are they homeless? Why are they yeah. lazy? They should get a job. Or, you know, oh, a drug addict must be weak and have issues. Um, or it's like, oh, you were raped? Oh, well, you must have been wearing, you know, yeah. a short skirt or you must have been drinking. And, you know, it's always, we always blame that person thinking that there were ways to prevent it. But in, in every situation that it's happened, you know, you can always look back and say, oh, this could have been rented by doing X, Y, and Z, but that doesn't excuse the problem, which is, you yeah. know, not, which is people, who, men and, and sexual predators who think that they can get away with it. And, and, you know, this probably is an issue of mental health too, but teaching that it's not okay. And it's not okay to be, to feel entitled to someone else's body and, and someone else's life. Have you ever been a victim of sexual harassment? I think, I mean, a lot of women have. From, you know, just the average person catcalling you on the street to, you know, even in the workplace in environments where I have felt, you know, harassed because of my gender. I've spoken to my bosses about it and that they basically told me, you know, that's just part of the job, just to keep my head down and, and work hard and eventually my respect will be earned when I do a good job. This is a woman who told me this. She was like, I went through this, so gotta earn your badge kind of thing. And that's kind of the way they framed it. I'm glad this has come out, but as far as Hollywood, there's always been accusations, especially of children and molestation. We were talking about Corey Feldman, who spoke out about this years ago, and Corey Haim, who died and was probably abusing drugs because of these these horrible things that happened to him when he was younger. I was even reading, you know, about the Brian Singer. Uh, yeah. accusation to he's the director of X-Men and some other movies and you know I guess the accuser of him he 
he denies the allegations, but even if whatever, those specifically aren't true. There is a ring of people, and it's there's a documentary about it. I think it's, it's called The Open Secret. It was made in 2015. Check it out. But it's basically about how these Hollywood men producers were raping little boys at gunpoint even in some cases giving them drinks and alcohol and yeah and the accusers actually received millions of dollars in settlement because it was a disney executive some other type of executive when the charges were bought against them they fled the country and ran away (laughs) so the the kids were automatically awarded the money but it's like why why are these it's it is called an open secret because it seems like people know and i don't know if people's lust for fame and fortune is more outweighed mm-hmm. than their sense of morality but that's a problem in itself so i don't know no one's holding other people accountable for it yeah and a lot of people are in in positions where you know they can lose their job or someone can, you know, have their reputation damaged because they were essentially a, a, a snitch. Yeah, and that's sad that we place greater value on, like, keeping your job than, mm-hmm. you know, enabling rapists and pedophiles. But then at the same time, I think there's a culture of not my problem sort of issue like even when you mentioned the homelessness and drug users a lot of these people they can comfort themselves because they're like oh well you know i'm not the rapist even if you're the one who knows someone is raping and someone comes to you and you do nothing about it you didn't directly harm someone so you push it out of your mind but the thing is crime these things don't happen in a vacuum and i think we need to start taking community blame and efforts for everything that happens you know sure it's harvey's fault that he did all this but what about all the people that knew and for years are joking about it or brushing it under the rug how come none of these people are being exposed and none of their privileges and fame and and their positions are being taken away he's sort of taking the fall for everyone and he should but there it wouldn't have been able to go on this long if he was just one rogue person you know i think yeah there's there's some pros and cons to the way that the harvey weinstein case exploded um i think it'll mostly have a positive effect moving forward i don't think i'm hoping that we don't move backwards but i feel like especially now more than ever especially since the election, women are becoming more comfortable being proud of who they are, and they're more, you know, on with, like, girl power and, and, you know, understanding what feminism means and being very open about that. And with this coming out, I'm hoping that it, it is a positive change, and I'm hoping that men and other sexual predators will understand that they can't get away with it for so long and see that there are consequences to it. I hope so. I feel like, you know, I think we live in a culture of outrage where something happens and everyone's mad about it for a couple weeks and then you're distracted by the next thing that happens a couple weeks from now. So we can't let 
that happened. If you're mad now, you got to still be mad. And also being mad is not just enough. Take steps Mm -hmm. to enact change. If you see something, say Say something. something. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we go back to the the Me Too campaign uh, that's going around. I actually read an article about where that originated. It's been around for at least 10 years. Oh, I didn't know Um, that. And this sort of new era of Facebook activism has been a thing, but we need more than your Facebook posts, you know? We need need you to... Hashtagging ain't saving lives. (laughs) We need you to be outspoken on other platforms in real life, you know, vote, volunteer in your community, talk to people, you know, be an example of, you know, be an example of that. Put your put your money and your actions where your Facebook posts are. Oh, quote of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think as the demographics in Hollywood are shifting, it'll give women more of an opportunity to be in control of their own situation. I was reading that women only made up seven percent of directors in the top. Um, 250 grossing films of 2016 and nothing has improved in nearly 20 years since they started doing these studies and gathering these statistics back in 1998 it actually went down a bit in 1998 there was nine percent of female directors and it's not just directors it's um 13 percent of female writers 17 percent of executive producers and 24% of producers are women. And this was conducted for the Center for the Study of Women in Television and Film at San Diego State University. And the studies also show that when a female is the director of a film, it enables opportunities for females throughout the whole production. So if a female is appointed as director, she's likely going to hire female editors and female cinephiles photographers and other females so I think one of the ways we can sort of curb this trend is to have more equality and women in positions of power so that they don't feel that they have to compromise themselves or they're not even placed in these compromising positions because they are the ones in control of their own narratives If you're not in charge of the content that's being distributed, obviously you have to be beholden to the power structures that be because there's no other outlet for you. But I feel like we are, things are changing. You know, we have women like Ava DuVernay or even women who do it all, like Issa Rae, and uh, lots of women who are writing, producing, directing their own work. So if some fucked up asshole wants to, like, grab a titty, you can just be like, peace out. <laughs> I'm going to make my own movie. <laughs> Don't need you. <laughs> and that's what we need more of, you know, more women. More in- diversity. Yeah, more. More women in the workplace. That's true, and that's the only way it'll become normalized because I do think obviously Hollywood all jobs are sort of an old boys club the the men you can just watch mad men it's like a documentary <laughs> you know you can see how they treated us art imitating life exactly 
but the more women that are in the workplace, the more uh, men will know that they can't commodify us and objectify us. And women also, you got to support your other women. And I don't know, I feel bad saying that because I feel like there's this, I think it's BS. Just because someone's a woman doesn't mean you have to like her. There's plenty of girls. There's a lot of shitty women. Yeah, there's plenty of girls. I'm like, oh, this bitch is like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> but I do think as a woman, if if another woman comes to you with complaints about harassment or how she's been treated unfairly, I think you, we can't say, oh, you know, I've gone through that. I've been there. Get over it. We should have a sympathetic ear and we should enact change, not just listen, but take action. Mm-hmm. I had that after the Me Too campaign went viral and um, most of my friends posted about it. I also saw some of my male friends who were asking what they can do to be held accountable or to be an ally or to help in this situation. A lot of them seem to be oblivious to the fact that so many of their in real life friends and online friends have been a victim of some sort of sexual assault. And they asked, you know, what can I do to help? So what are some things that you would say? I would say is speak up. You know, there's a lot of bystanders. I think I just recently started to speak up. When I was younger, I was not comfortable. Even though I would hear fucked up stuff, people would say, you know, slightly passive aggressively racist things to my face or say stuff about other people. And I would just sort of like be silent or uncomfortably laugh because I was afraid to speak up and be like, hey, you know what? That's not cool. I feel like that's what men should do. That's what women should do. If you hear something, even if you're not a perpetrator, I feel like most of us have been in a situation where someone says something and you know it's not cool, but you don't say anything to correct that person. Because a lot of things come from ignorance, maybe the person didn't mean to be offensive maybe they just don't know so you have to correct people if you hear something wrong you let people know that that's not okay to say and you can educate people in a kind way not be like hey fuck you you're wrong (laughs) that technique doesn't work (laughs) i found (laughs) yeah calling it out when you see it you may not see it all the time but Call it out when you see it. Um, protect your Expose friends. Expose people. Friends. Yeah. You know, you know I love exposing people. I love that we live in the internet age, like when those tiki tortures are marching. And then the next day I'm on IG and there's all these posts like, this is, you know, Jeb, whatever, Jacobson. He works at the trash can factory. But now since we've exposed him, he's got fired. And they're like, oh, no, I love to make the trash cans. They're so pissed. (laughs) But it's like, hey, now we can expose people. (laughs) So get exposed. And I I am glad we live in a world. People are angry at Trump because they say he's created this climate of where it's okay to be hateful. And I would agree, but you know what? I'd rather someone be hateful and I know who they are than someone pretending to 
like me and they're secretly sabotaging me. So I'm like, hey, Tiki tortures your faces out. I see you. I know who you are. And I'm glad for it. (laughs) Another thing, too, is like listening to women and listening to victims and most importantly, believing them. Yeah. That's a big issue, too. A lot of these women don't come forward or say anything because they're, you know, embarrassed and ashamed, but also it's a risk for them and they feel like they have more to lose. That's true. I I was reading, I think, 63% of assaults and rape go unreported. And that goes back to my earlier comment about people not caring versus not knowing. These women aren't coming forward because they know ultimately that nothing will be done. So what's the point of wasting my time of reliving some traumatic experience when nothing substantial is going to occur so hopefully i'll be an optimist and think that the treatment of this weinstein situation will serve as a warning to men to not treat people like that and also give hope to women that you know there are consequences even if it takes whatever 30 years for some consequences to occur at least something's happening and the other women may have suffered, but now at least women in the future won't have to go through that. And also, if you have, I guess whether you have a son or a daughter, is to let them know that this sort of behavior isn't okay and, and teaching them about personal space and respect. Yeah, consent. And, and consent. Even, yeah. I think... Um, in America, our obviously our sex education system is not the best, but I was reading about how in um, the Scandinavian countries, they teach kids about consent and sex starting as, you know, early as kindergarten. We're here, we'd be like, well, that's too much. But when you're that age, that's when most kids discover that their parts are different (laughs) from each other they discover they have bodies and you have to let kids know from an early age like respect and boundaries like you said and it, it doesn't even have to be it's whether you're a man or a woman you know one of our other co-workers shared an article about the founder of thinks uh, the period underwear. I guess she's been accused of sexually harassing just because she's like so free and so liberal. She, she she was, I guess, having conferences while she's on the toilet FaceTiming people. Yeah, the there's a difference between being a free spirit and being a fucking creep. Yeah, exactly. So there's lady creeps out there too. We see you. Doesn't matter if you're a lady, a man, non-binary, a non-binary unicorn. You can offend people, so check yourself. <laughs> also, the thing about uh, school schools and, and our education system, a big problem in schools right now are dress codes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're teaching kids that women need to cover up their bodies because they're a distraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that because boys can't control themselves if they see a girl's shoulders or her <laughs> collarbones. You know, know, God forbid I could see just above your knee and it's more of a distraction to pull these kids out of class and to have them change and to have their parents pick them up or you know to force parents to buy specific clothes it's so hard to find 
things like shorts for girls that go to your knee, you know? Yeah, I just think we treat men like they're wild beasts or something. Like, they're just, like, out there, like, oh, oh, me see woman must grab. (laughs) I give men more credit than that. I don't think they're that out of control or, like, it's always, like, the blame is on the woman. Like, well, if you just covered up, you wouldn't have been mauled in the street. Like, they're not wild animals. Men can control themselves. Actually, I wanted to look up, I don't even know if there are statistics on this, but of instances of sexual assault in, like, indigenous populations where men and women aren't wearing clothes, where they're naked, or, you know, just use very minimal clothing and see what the rates are there, because... You know, they're just bodies. We sexualize them in our culture, but not all cultures do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is an interesting talk. If you do, you have any more things you'd like to say in conclusion? I would say, listen to your friends, support your friends, consume more female-led media. Do you have any shows that you like? You love Glow. I love Glow. Glow on Netflix. I watched it twice through. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, the, the word em- empowering is overused and I'm sick of it, but for lack of vocabulary, I'll say that it's a very empowering show to show uh, that, you know, women can do anything in a male dominated space as well. Uh, I love Broad City. I really liked Love on Netflix and I really like You're the Worst on FXX. I think it shows the really fucked up side of people and, you know, shitty people just looking for love (laughs) in real life situations. I thought that's really good. And showing, you know, not the typical romantic comedy. Mm. I think I love... I love Insecure, like you love Insecure too. I love Insecure, Um, I really like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I haven't seen that one. It's really funny, and I think it plays on sort of that trope of, obviously it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, of a woman needing a man, especially this new season just started last week, and it, it was really funny. The songs, she's a genius, they're geniuses written. Most of it, uh, the... The star of the show is a woman uh, she writes, and I think she's a producer on the show. Okay, thanks for listening. Good night, or good morning, good day, wherever you are. (laughs) Thanks, Ray. Bye.